0: You're listening to the old guys talk metal and sometimes punk podcast. podcast. Oh.
1: podcast. Hello, Dennis. What's going on? This podcast. side of anarchy, hardcore punk from Los Angeles. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the old guys talk metal and sometimes punk podcast. Thank you. You're here with my with me, Bobby V of course, and uh Sean, a diabolical my my co host here. How you doing? So how are you doing today, <laughs> man? Oh, what's going on today in Los Angeles? Uh
0: it's normal normal shit. <laughs> so tell me, where do you live in LA? Uh, North Hollywood area. Right. Yep. So I lived in Sherman Oaks for a number of
1: years. Nice. Cool. Cool. So, so the world knows about us. Tell the world about you and how you how you how you started this band, the Side of Anarchy. Yeah. The fuck's going on over here. Yeah. Tell us.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I've been doing music for probably near forty five years, and nice. been in various you know, bands along the way and just started this this out of anarchy about, uh, 2013 after kind of a hiatus that one of the last band I was in, I needed a break and, you know, take care of my family and stuff and Mm -hmm. kind of burned, kind of burned out a little bit. So, uh, then I was kind of burned out with that and just wanted to expand my repertoire a little bit and, and, you know, play little different genres of music. So I kind of uh, put out a CD under Doc, which was two of my nicknames. So uh, I culminated, I released a CD in 2010 with that, and then had some punk on it and some classical music and some synthesizer stuff. And it's just all kinds of broad range of stuff. But as I kept writing, it just, the punk stuff kept coming back. It just... <laughs> It's like I kept writing, and it was more punk writing and more punk, so
1: i mean who and, uh, who are some of your influences when you're when you're writing
0: like who um, now i I've, I've got so many influences i mean from from seventies rock eighties rock eighties 80s metal nineties metal eighties nineties punk it's just it's all kind of mixed together. I mean, from Bachman Turner Overdrive, AC/DC, Rush, Ted Nugent, Van Halen, Leonard Skinner, Peter Frampton, Kansas, Blue Oyster Cult, Hendrix, Queen, Speedwagon, you know, Black Sabbath, Priest, Scorpions, <laughs> Metallica, Iron Maiden, Motorhead, Anthrax, S.O.D. I loved S.O.D. that the, how they combined the metal and the and the punk together. I was Absolutely, like, uh,
1: Stormtroopers of Death, the crossover thrash awesome. almost, that
0: crossover thrash. Yeah, and then, you know, Dead Kennedys, Circle Jerks, Black Flag is just kind
1: of... That's kind of what amazing. we were hearing. We were hearing in your EP, like, I hear Dead Kennedys, Black Flags, and Circle Jerks, you know? Mm-hmm. You could hear that influence in there in, in, in the EP. And what what's the yeah. EP called again? I'm trying to pronounce the EP. Insentana, Insanitany?
0: Well, I, I combined uh, Insanity and Satanic. Satanic, yes. Insanity, so it's Insanitany. In that's what and I thought it was. Say, Satan, See? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Yeah, I, I love
1: the cover too with the uh the, the skull with the chains and everything <laughs> and the... mm-hmm. who did the painting. That's great.
0: Yeah, that was um oh shit. This this girl seventeen year old girl I met on uh on Instagram. She uh she did that for me. She she did some art and I'm like, wow, that would be cool. I wonder if you could like modify it and do uh do some stuff with it and uh Wow. And you know, we we kind of worked together on it and everything and it's it was it came out really good.
1: Yeah, I dig it. So, are you on a record label right now?
0: Well, it depends on how you define that because I do all my stuff, all my stuff, you know, I I had my own label when I was in bands back in the 80s and I I released it under my label, but it's just me. So, I get kind of confused when you say you're on a label. Well, like, I'm not not on a big label. I'm just like doing it myself on my own label. So, sure. Yeah. It seems weird. It seems a wee weird to like just put it out under my name or something. Right. I just. Yeah. Bill's Records. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, all right. I mean, I I just, uh, I had that label in the 80s and it kind of went under and then I just. It's like a sole proprietorship. It's just me, but yeah. I'm just using. Yeah. I just revived the name. I just want to call it, but it's just, just.
1: So, how many people are uh, in the band? Is it you, just me? It's a one-man
0: band. Are you doing the drumming? Uh, it's it's um, it's uh, programmed, but it's um, it's real drums. I use um. I use uh, Cakewalk um the Sonar. Mhm. Now, now it's Cakewalk by BandLab I think is what they call it. Wow. And uh the the uh the it's called Session Drummer 3 and it's had, it's got a kit it's got a kit on there that they they recorded the real drums. It's it's actual drums recorded the set I used that they recorded was is Led Zeppelin kit. Huh. And so we were like, listening to it saying, man, what a great drummer. Unbelievable, man. You totally fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got that a lot from a lot of people that are like, and, you know, it's also, they have, it's, it's really a combination of, they have, um, you know, MIDI drum tracks, you know, just like. Oh yeah, little, I get it. I totally get know, it. Yeah. Two bar things. And, you know, it's, it's a total mix. Sometimes I'll take you know, with them that they've, you know, done the MIDI from a real drummer. It's a real drummer. And, you know, I'll move the kick around like, all right, this kick is works, but like the kick's in a little different place at certain, certain places. So I'll move the kick around or, you know, cut off part of it and put a little roll in where I want it. You know, it's just, sure. I can, I can manage that. And, you know, sometimes nothing really comes up. And I just uh, make my own beats. You, you, uh, they have a thing there where you just put, Bass snare, bass snare, bass snare, and you know, put your roll in and right. Do what wow. you want. And it's Impressive. real drums, and it's pretty easy. So it's got I, like I, a it's got like a little room mic or whatever you dial in there, and you dial in the yeah right. Oh yeah, you can. It's got the you know the mics, and hmm. you can change things. And the the big thing that really really makes it live is you know, sound live is you got to vary the time. It can't be perfectly on time, which is, which is hard for, I'm like, it's gotta be exactly on, but I'm like, no, it's gotta be like a little bit off. Like, you know, nobody's perfect. And you can't have the, you can't have the hits. all be the same. Right. Yeah. Hardness. You have to really, you have to really vary the, you know, the snare hits. One's going to be a little softer than the other one. And you kind of, you kind of got to fake the live guy. Hmm. So how
1: being a one man band, how is the writing process doing it all yourself?
0: How, is is
1: it's is it, is it do you find it be harder than if you were in a real band? Like a band like a regular band, I mean, like a band full of other musicians?
0: Yeah, a, a bit. Yeah. A bit sometimes. Um I mean, does the day start with a bong load or how does it how do you get going on this? Come on. Oh, uh, it's what I do is <laughs> I pick up my guitar and just Stuff comes out. I just start playing stuff. And then I go, hey, that's cool. I better record it. So, and then I'm driving around and the lyrics come to my head. You know, I hear something on the news. and I'm like, oh, that's stupid. That sucks. So I'm going to come up with these lyrics. You know, I come up with the lyrics. And I just sit down and listen back to some music I have and look at my lyrics and go, try to sing what I would imagine, you know, would sing with it. So do and you ever kind of yeah, imagine, just kind of, go ahead, go ahead. And just, kind of, you know, just kind of make it fit. And then, you know, and I come up with another part and then more, more lyrics and it just kind of builds that way and then put it, usually start with the guitar and then put the bass and the second guitar and put the drums to it and, and start trying to sing it, which, which is really the hard part kind of because and there's so many times it's like really weird I can I can read the lyrics and I can be listening to it and I'm like alright you can imagine how you're singing it and then I'm like alright I'm ready to record which sometimes kind of hard since I mean it's it's just a three bedroom house and I'm in the living room so yep. I gotta tell my tell my, <laughs> tell my wife to go in the bedroom and the kids to close their doors and I gotta start singing <laughs> Nice. And they say you're not, you're not singing, you're yelling. I'm like, well, well <laughs> it's, punk, it's, it's it's punk rock. Yeah, listen, kids, it's so, punk. So, so yeah, then sometimes it's like it's weird. It's like I know exactly how I'm gonna sing it, and then I start belting it out, and it's like, what the heck? Because <laughs> when you're in a band, you're you're playing it months and months and months. You're working on it, but it's like it's hard to. It's hard to do as a one man band. One man band because you just gotta, and it's it's hard too because you like to record it because there's times where the first time that's it, then the second time you try to sing it again, I'm like, damn, why couldn't I sing it like I did the first time? So you like I almost you got to record every time, so that, that's kind of the hard part.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing is cool about one man bands if you do all yourself nowadays is you're not you're not having the the band headaches, you know, the the lead singer syndrome and all this other stuff going on, you know don't have that yeah yeah Yeah. you don't have the you don't
0: have the drummer showing up drunk and all that
1: (laughs) yeah so do you think you might want to make a band out of of this side of anarchy into into a full band and go maybe do some shows or
0: i'd be willing i mean i I tried like maybe a few years ago to like put the word out there and get some guys together but you know it just i don't know it just wasn't it didn't work out so well, we've been meeting a lot of uh, and talking to a lot of one-man bands lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them in yeah. like in the death metal and uh, in black metal yeah. scene, you know, like these guys that are uh-huh. in their their mom's basements or whatever, but but right. uh, but this is cool because it's got a lot of energy and it doesn't sound like a one-man band to me.
1: Not at all. <laughs> Sounds like I got I a band. It. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, how did you learn to do all the recording? You just taught yourself and just jumped right in there or what?
0: No, uh, uh I was in a band in the from 88 to 99 called Society Gone Mad in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh it was a pretty local. We played from San Diego to San Francisco, you know. Right. And you know main, mainly through LA. Right. And in 80, 88 um we recorded our first album the our drummer was in a band from Arizona, uh, I think Tucson. I think they were called Final Conflict. Okay. I think he, I, I think he was actually the singer at that time. Hmm. And also, anyway, he was the drummer, and, and he—he was—he's been around. I guess he knew Brett from Bad Religion. Not knew him, knew him, but you know, I guess he did shows over there too and whatever. But anyway, and then he also had another friend, um, Lee Joseph, with with Dionysus, and they, and they all kind of worked together, but. So uh, the first album we recorded was at Brett's studio, uh, West Beach in Hollywood. So that was a really eye-opening experience. It was like really got me into the recording. Mm-hmm. Got learned. I just learned a lot where to place the amps and where to where to do stuff and, and how to you know how it's done. And it was like really cool. Then we recorded a few more albums at a few different places, and then even the the last place we recorded. In '96 uh, or seven. that's when the um, digital was starting to come out. Actually, it was like '95. '95, we did a seven-inch. It was recorded on. It was recorded on two-inch, and then when we mixed it down, we recorded it on. Did we? You know, record. He played the two-inch tape onto digital, and then we mixed it onto the digital, which. Right. really Which I learned a lot with that too. Yep, that's and then, about the time. You know, Sounds right. Yeah, and then, you know, and then in 97, we recorded digitally and, and mixed, used everything digital in our 97 recording. And um, then after we broke up, I just got home studio, Cakewalk Home Studio 2002 and just started messing with it and learning and practicing and getting tips from... uh Met a guy on Reverb Nation. It was a mixer and you know and sound engineer. And I sent him tapes, and he said, "Oh, try this, try that." And, you know, he teach me a little bit about you know compressors and all that stuff. So right. That's so been a you know forty year process of learning.
1: Nice. And, so you you play in, you, what instrument is your primary instrument that you play the guitar. And how long have you been doing that for? Since you're young, real young, or a teenager? Or? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was a teenager, like when I was 15. That's almost 45 years now.
1: So, was there anybody that made you want to play the guitar when you heard them play? You're like, wait a minute, I wanted to be a guitarist.
0: Um, probably just uh, some of the just just all, all the some of the bands I mentioned, you know. Mm-hmm. We used to call uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive just like you know, and then F- Eddie Van Halen came on the scene, and it was just like everybody was doing that stuff. So, yep, I was just on. I was sit, just, I was sit in my bedroom for hours and hours practicing um Freebird from Leonard Skinner. I mean, I had all those beats down perfectly.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> just sit there, and then you know, same thing with Frampton's. Do you feel like we do? You're always trying that stuff. Yep. I just, I just got me a, I just got me a talk box. Oh, yeah. I, I tried that, I tried that once so far, so.
1: Who doesn't
0: love the talk box? Yeah, and I've kind of got this other project that I got a couple other, you know, different genres. I want to separate out. Like, I got a blues song I'm working on, and, and just few other rock kind of songs. I'm doing another kind of project. I'm calling it today's nightmare. Oh. So, in between all this stuff, I'm kind of doing that. I think on that blue song, I'm going to try to do pretty little talk box stuff on there. Cool. I was kind of messing with it. So,
1: so what, what, what does your family think about you uh,
0: doing this in the house? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, same kind of thing to kids, you know, there's dad again. And then my wife's like, eh, she likes, she likes the, uh, she likes the message, but not the, not the music and the, and the uh, screaming.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there it is. <laughs> but everybody else seems to like it out there, so that's what matters. And uh, and with the whole COVID thing going on, people are getting a lot more done because you have a captive audience, too. People are looking for new music, and that's how they found you even more, you know? And, yeah. And it's becoming like... And I think this might be the future, even of music, because who knows what's going to happen in the future, but... Yeah. I mean... You can still make music no matter where you are in the world and whether you're at home, wherever wherever you're at. you know. And I know people love going to live shows, but still, the music has never been stopped. Pandemic and no pandemic, right. people are making new music, great ones too, like you yeah. and many other people. And we tell people, go search it out because it's a lot of good music. And now that they have time on their hands, go find somebody new, ask a buddy, maybe they'll turn you in the right direction or whatever. Right. But I think the pandemic, you know, In all its bad things that happened, I think it's done, it's brought people together, I think, as far as being home more and being able to go, not only YouTube or Bandcamp or Spotify whatever, and search out new bands. And and I think it's really helping the industry, I mean, connect a little more, especially especially I think Bandcamp is too. I know a lot of record labels out there, big labels are afraid of Bandcamp. Right. If they had any sense in their head, they'd probably uh, they'd probably mind Bandcamp for new bands. But you know, unless you are like Justin Bieber or somebody, I guess I don't mind. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know we'll saying? never know. We'll never know. i <laughs> will never know. It's but corporate and corporate is corporate and punk is not corporate. I am sorry to say, which right? Is, which was why we love punk and metal. We never they never compromise any genre. On that, yeah. You know? Yeah. Does you are gonna say what you gotta say, whether you like it or not. You are gonna play it. You know. And people won't yep. buy it because plenty of there's plenty of a fan base in punk and metal. You know, it always will be. So tell the people out there what's what's the future for you? What do you see next coming up for you?
0: Well, I'm finishing up like four songs right now, and I think I have two more that I'm working on. So hopefully, early in twenty one, I'll have another EP. So my release schedule is has been. Um, well, the first album was kind of took, took a long time so that I put out a full album and then I did two EPs and then I've um, had enough for another EP, which I put out the two previous EPs without you know, the extra music to have an LP. So everybody's really doing singles now. It seems like that's the thing that everybody wants, but yep. uh, that's, uh, that's too much for me. I can't handle that, so. I'm just going to do like two EPs and then put them on an album the next time with, you know, a couple extra songs. So I cover the EP album kind of people, people that like albums, they can buy the whole album and then EPs will just keep my name out there. So the the Insane is an EP and I'll put out this EP and then the next one will be those two EPs with four to six more songs. on And another it's going to be the
1: same vein, punk, right? Hardcore punk or...
0: Oh yeah! Yep. Good, good, good. I like the and anything action. else? Our, yeah, anything else that release will be under um, today's nightmare. So any other genre? But got it. yeah, got it. This set of energy, is all punk. Great,
1: thank God for punk. People still doing it out there. So, <laughs> so tell the people out there, everybody around the world, tell them where they can buy your stuff, where they come talk to you, where they can hit you, where they can follow you at.
0: I got my own website this out of and I take care of that too uh, I pretty much do everything I do all social media and everything mm-hmm. uh, this out of all the links are there um, Bandcamp SoundCloud uh, Spotify Apple you know everything everything is there
1: and you're also of course on Twitter I'm sure and Instagram as yeah, well
0: Twitter, Instagram All all the Twitter and Instagram links are there and it's I Just tell people, to... go out
1: there and buy the music, you know, support these bands because people have to make a living too. I know the pandemic has been, been a son of a gun, but we'll get past it.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah, the Band Camp Friday has been good for the artists. Yeah, it has. They on Every first Friday of the month, they've given everything to the artists, which is good.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough year for everybody, but especially for the music mm-hmm. industry, entertainment industry, can't, when you can't play out and you can't. Right. You know, it's been rough I and mean, everybody's out of right. work now, engineers and, and road crews and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a horrible year, but we'll get past it, I think. But hey, this side of anarchy, they've become in the podcast, man. We're looking forward to hearing new stuff. Go out there, talk to talk to uh, Dennis, talk to as much as you can, and um, hit him up, talk to him, right? Yeah, I'm you're right in, there. You interact with your fans. Yeah. And go buy his stuff on Bandcamp, you know, and go buy, go talk to him on Twitter and whatever Instagram, go, go to his website and support these people. Cause he's doing a new, a new thing coming out too. So go out there and support punk rock people. That's what I say. Keep on doing it. So thank you so much for being on the show, Dennis, this side All of right, Anarchy, Harker Park in Los Angeles. Yo guys, hail you. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you again.
0: All right. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you. All right. Yep. Bye.